1: Welcome back to the hollow sky podcast. We're your hosts. I am Steven and I would be Kyle. Hey Kyle. How's it going?
2: It's going actually relatively well.
1: Hell yeah, it is. Um, tonight we're going to do something a little different. We got a guest on the show. If you're active on our Facebook page, you'll have noticed a horsehair braid post. That's kind of fucking taking a mind of its own. Uh, the gal that initially shared that story with us, Erica, she's coming on the show tonight and we're gonna ask her some questions. She's gonna kind of walk us through what's happened and some weird things going on in her farm. So that's gonna be dope as fuck. Uh, before we get to that, we gotta go through some business. <clears throat> Check us out at all our social medias Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Twitter, uh, and TikTok if you want to do that, but I'm not very good at that. Anyway, come over, hang out with us, share memes, share weird stories just pretty much anything you find is dope. We're into it.
2: Absolutely.
1: Hell yeah. So, another piece of business that's kind of dope is that we sat last night with our buddy Tony Merkel and he interviewed us for his podcast which should be coming out tomorrow. It is
2: The Confessionals.
1: Check him out. We are our interview should go should go tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. So, hop on over there. Check us out. We talked some egress industries with him, and it, it was a good time. We sat there and talked to Tony for probably seven hours last night. Yeah. He's a dope dude. Got an excellent show. Go through his whole backlog of episodes. It is He has some of the best content out there as far as Paranormal goes. Without question.
2: <laughs> Without question. I mean, it, it, it was probably the second podcast I ever started listening to, and that was right after Joe Rogan, so it's just a really good all-around setup and like Steve said he's got some of the some of the legit best stories that i've ever listened to.
0: Yeah,
1: it is it is a dope show. Definitely go check it out. And
2: if you're new to it, like my number one top episode is it's like a, re- a military recovered aircraft episode. I cannot think of the episode number, but if you can find it, holy shit one of the craziest stories I've ever heard in my entire life. So I would highly recommend trying to find that episode and listen to it because it's it's 100% worth it.
1: Yeah, definitely hop over there and check him out. Um, if you have a, sh- uh, a Sherry story, if you have a paranormal encounter that you'd like to share with us, Kyle's going to tell you how
2: to do it. You can record yourself with a little voice memo app or video or whatever you see fit. You can write out your stories and send those to the Hollow Sky Podcast at gmail dot com. Uh, Anything, any way you can get a hold of us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, whatever you feel necessary. You go ahead and do that. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. We'll get your story up.
1: Uh, we also have a Patreon if you guys want to jump over there and support us. like Monetarily, you can choose a level that you're interested in and sign up for it. We got a bunch of extra little swag where we give out and we put extra episodes out. And Actually, for our $10 patrons, our shirts have came in. We're getting ready to ship them probably Monday, so they are on their way. Completed, ready to go. Let's go. <clears throat> we also have a Venmo if you want to buy us a monster. Shout out to our friend Allison, who just keeps the monster fun going.
2: We're stocked.
1: Yeah, you're. I can't even. You're dope. Yeah, I don't and know I mean, what else to say.
2: and to boot, on top of all that, not only has she donated a significant amount to us, but she is the reason why we got on the confessionals. Hell yeah! She reached out to Tony for us, and she did it of her own will. Like we had nothing to do with it, and he got a hold of me. On Instagram. And I was like, dude, I heard about what you guys have been going through. Let's talk about this. Let's go. And me and Steve naturally were like, let's do this.
1: It's kind of awesome what word of mouth word of mouth does. Yeah. Um. If you, the best way you can support us is hop over to your Podchaser, Podcatcher app. I keep saying Podchaser, but it's Podcatcher and leave a five-star rating and re- review. It helps push us up and make us easily findable
2: more world famous
1: more world famous when people search dope ass shit we should pop to the top yeah um today is brought to uh, our five star rating re- in review is brought to us by our friend charles parson he says five star this podcast is big dick energy absolutely love this podcast and these two dudes interactions with each other and their way of going through the stories and subjects you two have gotten me through many long, boring nights at work. Keep up the awesome work and stay weird, friends. Much love. Metal sign. Alien emoji. Alien emoji. Sick. I'm giving you the metal sign back right now. Yeah, he, and, he and definitely a, is. And an alien emoji. With his hand. Something like that. Yeah, I've seen it. But thanks for taking the time to hop over there and leave the kind words. It's I never get tired of reading those. No, they're
2: fantastic. Oh. I, I love the title. Yeah. It's I It's fucking awesome. Because
1: I work nights too, and man, it's a struggle sometimes.
2: Dude, I'm so glad that I don't work nights. I couldn't do it anymore.
1: Yeah, it sucks. Yeah. Well, welcome to half of my life.
2: Well, I mean, in our reality, working <laughs> in general sucks, so.
1: Anyway, we're rambling because it's like Slowly fucking do. 1230 at night and we haven't got anything done. But.
2: So I guess we'll hurry up and get to the story.
1: Yeah. Because. Um, Apparently people don't like it when we just talk shit all the time. So here we go off to Erica's encounter with uh, whatever is braiding her horse's hair. So we're going to do things a little bit different tonight. Uh, All of our Facebook followers, if you are uh, on the page, you know that we've had a post recently about uh, some braids and horses hairs. It's kind of taken off and started a fire of its own. It's, all over the Facebook world, we have our friend Erica in today, who is the owner of the horse that this phenomenon has taken place on, and she is going to talk about what's going on on her property and just kind of reiterate the story. I know a lot of people were interested in hearing all the things going on, so she agreed to come on the show, and we're just going to hang out with her today and let her kind of tell us what's happening. So, welcome aboard, Erica.
3: Hello.
2: Yeah, I mean, uh, I can't, a, for one, I can't believe the story has caught as much attention as it has. And then I didn't even know this was a thing. I had no idea that Bigfoot was even remotely affiliated with horse hair braiding. And you were telling me the other night that you didn't either until you actually stumbled across, what was it, like a museum or something on one of your trips?
3: Yeah. So we actually went out to go visit uh, me and my son went to go visit our cousin that lives in Colorado. We were actually driving. It was like a two hour drive from the airport. So as we're coming down this random like mountain hill, we see a sign that says the uh, Sasquatch outpost. And so I looked at my son and I said, do you want to stop? And it was like, literally we pull off the road right the second or we're going to pass it. And he goes, yeah, let's stop. So we pulled over, we stopped and we go in and, They have like a, more like a gift shop type of thing up front. And then they have a part that's blocked off a little bit and you have to pay like $5 or something to go back there. And so we went ahead and went back into the museum. And as we go back there, we're looking at all the pictures and the stories on the wall. And one of them specifically was a whole thing about the horse hair braiding. And I had known that this had happened like at least once to one of the horses that we have the same one that it always happens to. And at the time, I wasn't as aware that it was going on because nobody had told me. And I was kind of like, oh, this is kind of cool. So I took a picture of it and we go about our weekend vacation. And I come home and I show my boyfriend who we live with. Um, I showed him and his daughter this picture. And they were like, oh, yeah, that happens to their one horse, Abby. That happens to her every couple weeks, every couple months, or whatever. And ever since then, um, I had been talking to uh, Kyle's wife, who's my cousin. And she's been egging me on to send the story. And so the last time I talked to her, I said, well, next time it happens, I'll send you a picture and kind of blew it off. And sure enough, it happened again. So I sent in the picture and she's encouraged me to send it in to you guys. And that's when I sent it in. And it's just kind of taken off from there. So um, I know people have their beliefs and I know people think that we're crazy, which is completely fine. But it just kind of uh, just kind of went from there.
1: We get the same thing, so
2: yeah, it, it's pretty par for the course. Uh, and Steve was telling me because when when you initially first sent it over, I was like, "Man, that's that's awesome." It's it's kind of crazy, and I was kind of like, "We call, we you called me that night, and we talked about it a little bit, and a lot of people were saying Faye, Bigfoot, and then all this other stuff, and I was kind of hoping for whatever reason that it was more Faye related." But Steve was telling me that people also find trinkets in these braids. Weren't you saying that to me the other day?
1: Yeah, I had seen a couple people on the post talk about finding uh, twigs tied into the braids and small rocks and sometimes bones and stuff like that. So I was like, man, that's, that's pretty intricate, you know?
3: Yeah, and apparently, I, I haven't seen it personally, but apparently there have been small sticks left in their braid, in her braid as well. Um, if it ever happens again, I'll definitely get some pictures for you guys. Yes, but please do. It's so
1: wild.
3: And one of the questions that I know a lot of people have asked on the post is, could it be somebody here just like being silly? And I can tell you for sure that the last time that happened, happened... Um, there's four of us that live there. It's me and my boyfriend and his daughter that is the main caretaker of the horses. And then my son. And the last time it happened, I do not go out there for any reason whatsoever. So it's not me. Um, John works about 23 hours a day and he barely has time to go out there and take care of them when Caitlin goes to visit her mom. And so it definitely was not him. And she was at her mom's house for about two weeks and my son was at his dad's house for a week and he does not go out there whatsoever either. So when he randomly, you know, he brought them in one night and it was not there the day before and nobody else had been out there. So it is a hundred percent, none of us doing this.
2: Right. And And you would think that if it was somebody else coming onto your property, doing this to your horses, that with the frequency of it, eventually somebody would have seen them right you know but with that you know why don't you tell us about some of the stuff that you were telling me the other night about uh the story where the barn doors were open and there was a bunch of shenanigans going on
3: right so we kind of myth busted a little bit the door actually being open so okay this also this also happened. Um, when she was at her mom's house but John went out to go take care of the horses one night and he went out there and the door that goes into so there's like a normal like a like a front door on your house kind of a door that goes into the tack room and then there's the the big barn doors you know so we're talking about like the normal house door and this door was wide open one day and so the myth busting to that is that if you don't shut it all the way, the wind can catch it and pull it back open. So we've kind of ruled that out. However, with that as well, um, and I don't think I, I don't remember if I sent you a picture of this or not. If I didn't, I can, and you can post it along with anything else you want to. So there was like a small Rubbermaid container in the barn and it had some goat grain chicken feed type of stuff in it and it was a very very light tan color well right before Caitlin had went back to her mom's house she poured what was left over of another bag inside of it so like you know when you pour something that's like a grain it kind of like goes into a cone shape up and just kind of stays that way and so John went out to go take care of the animals and open this bin up to see if it was something he needed to give the animals And when he opened it, it was the light tan stuff on the bottom and then like this little cone-shaped dark stuff, almost black, on the other side of the container. And he called Caitlin and said, you know, do I need to give this to them? And she said, no, not tonight. So he snapped the lid back on. And, you know, when you put a Rubbermaid container on, you really have to, like, snap the lids down. And he kind of let it go. Well, the next night he went outside and went to go take care of the animals and... So I'm laying in bed watching TV. He comes inside and he is like in a complete panic. I've never seen him like this before. He comes in and sits on the edge of the bed and he said, something's going on in the barn and I don't have an explanation for it. And I said, okay. And he said, you know, he tells me that this grain had looked one way the night before and that he had called Caitlin and everything else. And he said he went out there tonight and the lid was completely off of the bin. It was laying off to the side, kind of propped up on the corner of it. And everything inside of the bin, the dark and the light had been completely mixed up. Like you took two hands in it and just completely mixed it. And he showed me a picture of it. And there's, we, you know, we sat there and said, could it have been anything from the horses getting to it, to the goats, or maybe like a raccoon got in there, but you would literally have to have enough strength to pop both sides of the container off. And there was no like, if it was a raccoon, for instance, you would see like small scrapes throughout it, you know, like their hands had been in it and there was nothing. It's like somebody picked it up, shook it as hard as they could, and then set it back down. And It was perfectly level on the top of it.
2: Right. And like so that, that would have how been.
3: That happens? <laughs> I don't know.
2: Right. And uh, like my first assumption would have been a raccoon. But like you said, it would take a little bit of force to be able to get that off. And not to mention, I assume that that. Rubbermaid container is relatively heavy. Like it's not an easy thing to just pick up and go, okay, I'm just going to shake this around. Like it's nothing.
3: Yeah. It was probably like a 50 pound container of it. Like it's not, it's not light. It's not something bump it. Um, the horses were never out in the barn. The goats are never out loose in the barn. There's nothing that like those animals themselves could not have gotten to it. If there's nobody else on the property, then nobody else is in the barn. Etc. Etc. So how that happened, we have no idea.
2: It's so weird. It is weird.
1: how How long has uh, this kind of occurrence has been going on?
3: Probably six months. Probably at least six months.
1: So it's pretty and pretty new.
3: They've been living here for about two years, I believe, and then the horse that all of the other stuff is happening to has been here for. Two years and she was wild. About two years.
1: So the braiding could have could have been taking place just nobody noticed it up to this point.
3: Well, so the horse that it's happening to is actually a wild Mustang that came from Nevada. And whenever they got her, she came from a rescue here locally. Um, so as far as we know, before this before we got her, nothing had happened to her. And that's kind of what makes it even stranger is that since she is a wild Mustang, she's built a huge amount of trust with his daughter that takes care of her every day. And she, for anybody random to just walk up to her or try to even touch her. Um, if you've ever been around a wild Mustang is not very likely. It's not like, you know, a tame horse or a dog that you would walk up to. It's very, she, she doesn't have a lot of trust in humans whatsoever.
1: Yeah. That it just it like adds a whole dynamic to the situation, you know.
2: That's exactly how I feel about it. Like a, the fact that you have multiple horses and the only one that's experiencing anything is the wild one, not to mention the wild one is the most skittish of all of them.
3: Yeah. And I've also seen a lot of people saying that, you know, they they get this from rolling around and you know, some of the if you see the pictures of what they consider to be these braids that the myth is that bigfoot does it's almost like two dreadlocks that come down from each side but then they're braided like you would braid your daughter's hair like it's it's like a very it's a three chunks of hair braid that's done perfectly so how i just I, i can't really wrap my mind around how rolling in the grass would cause that to happen like the two dread parts of it i can see that but to physically be braiding hair Mm -hmm. makes absolutely no sense to me how they can get that done just rolling around or rubbing against something
1: yeah that was my thoughts on it too like that that braid is pretty specific in that picture
3: right and then at the very end of it it's actually like knotted off at the bottom so it doesn't come undone that's so weird no rubber bands of any kind there's and it's it takes hours and hours and hours to try to get it out of her hair (laughs) it's so wild. It's not like you just like undo the bottom of it and you're done.
1: (laughs) So crazy. Have you seen? Has there been any other kind of uh, phenomenon out there that you would like link to Bigfoot, so to speak? Have you seen any tracks, any like weird branch breaks in the surrounding forest or stuff like that? I know sometimes, like if the Bigfoot, it's a phenomenon where if they they were going into the barn and taking the feeds, sometimes they will leave. Uh, gifts, for lack of a better term, like dead birds or rabbits and stuff. They like have this barter system. People, are, people have theorized, and i was just curious if anything like that had ever happened.
3: No, nothing like that that I'm aware of has ever happened.
2: Right on, right on. Another thing that we should probably have you pay attention on in the near future, since this seems to be relatively new. Uh, we actually have somebody else in the local area who thinks that the Bigfoot has been on their property, but they theorize that it is nomadic in the nature that it only comes on this property in the fall throughout the rest of the year. It's on the move. So I would be curious if at any time the hair braiding stops for a little while and then maybe picks up again later on because that could suggest yeah. that there is something on the move. And once it's back in the area, it kind of goes to its old tracks, so to speak.
3: Yeah. I know this has happened since probably about last summer. Um, and like I said, the last one that happened was maybe around new year's yeah. was over. Cause she went to her mom's house that week between kind of Christmas and new year's. Um, and I, it's fairly consistent with it happening every maybe four weeks or so, like once a month it happens. And, you know, by the time we braid it or we unbraid it and get it all brushed out, it, it comes right back again.
2: <laughs> That's so strange that to me. So weird. And even more so like you were saying, like I, I, I'm, I'm in agreement with you and Steve, that there's no way that it rolling around is going to get that type of a braid. Cause I saw it with my own eyes. You know, you sent me the pictures and for anybody listening, like Erica's family, she's my family, and I know she's not gonna lie to me. There's there's no way that she would just reach out and lie to me about this, or make this story up in any way. And like it, it's the break is well done. it's, yeah, it's, it's well done. It's like Steve too said, pronounced. It, like, yeah, it's on purpose. And then just the simple fact that you you know you told us that it's tied off at the end, so it won't come out. That's done with intent. Like, it's not right. an accident.
1: So if we move, so if there's no other evidence of Bigfoot, if we move to the fae, they, that was another theory that were uh, tied to these hair braids, could be fairies or the fae people. Um, They like to take stuff. Has there been anything missing from the barn? Uh, Just things you m- that might not seem connected, could be connected, so.
2: They're little tricksters, too. Yeah.
3: No, there's nothing, nothing's been missing or anything. Um, I did see that somebody had mentioned something in the post to leave them an offering.
2: You be careful uh, doing that,
3: right? So, be careful we doing have not that. Done that yet.
2: <laughs> Make sure you do your homework because me and Steve did an episode <laughs> yeah. on it. And, like I said, like, I mean, I know, like, for rational mind, like, when you sit there and talk about the fae, the fairies, the everything, like, it sounds a little wonky. But people theorize that in in accepting gifts from them you're you're actually bartering more than you're actually aware of because like, they are yeah, tricksters they are
3: and you're enabling it more and
2: yeah yeah like it could
3: be on a lot more than what you may be thinking.
2: Yeah and you're not like you're not supposed to tell them your real name like there's a lot of really specific rules in dealing with the Fae. Now I will go out and say this: that I do kind of hope it is the fate for some reason. And I <laughs> like. It, and what would be crazy is it if you guys.
3: It sounds to have a fairy than it does to have a bigfoot, <laughs> right?
2: Well, especially with the uh, the other theories that have been thrown out as to what the braids going for.
3: <laughs> right. <laughs> and I... since. So, Since the 14 year old is sitting here with us, we'll skip that conversation. I
2: completely understand. (laughs) Agreed. I completely understand. Uh, But the thing, like if, if you do start setting up cameras, one thing that I would pay very close attention to is the cameras themselves. So like the Faye have, like we talked about the Faye have that, that habit of, of tinkering with things, playing tricks on you and, we've seen plenty of cases where they start to take the batteries out of the cameras. The cameras will just fall over with, for no reason they'll be untied from their, their posts and put in a different spot. So I would be really curious if that stuff starts to happen.
3: Okay. Yeah. It's good. Good things to take note of, uh, keep an eye out for.
2: And I, I don't know if you're into it or not, but uh, me and Steve still talk about it this day. There was uh, old Josh Gates, well what show was he on? Was it Monster Quest? No. Or Destination in, Unknown? Yeah. But Expedition he went
1: unknown. I don't know. Destination yeah. Truth and Expedition Unknown.
2: Yeah, that was probably it. But either way. Shout out to Josh Gates. Yeah, he's he's the man. But he was on he went to Iceland, I believe, and was trying to hunt down fairies. And I I shit <laughs> you not. He so he 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 goes in with an open mind, but he's still skeptical about it. And they have his cameras set up and they're on tripods, they're pretty stable, and they start falling over, and stuff was taking the batteries out of them, and then I shit you not.
0: At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com/purpose. Parker, engineering your success.
2: They run the audio back on one of these these cameras and you hear a little wee! And he's like he's like what the hell was that? He's like no way did we just catch what we just caught? Like it, he and it was just i don't know it was it just it struck me in a way that i was just like this is awesome this is awesome so it would be cra- i mean it would be crazy if you guys caught audio of a little fairy
3: <laughs> right <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh man but uh weren't you saying something earlier about like in your specific area which i think completely changes the dynamic of this particular story you have but this isn't the only case that's happening in your area with the, the hair braiding.
3: Yes. Um, so Caitlin has a friend that has property at the very, like, so our property goes back quite a bit. We live on, I'd say close to 200 acres. Um, and the very backside of our property backs up to her friend's farm. And she has how many horses does she have? Five five horses, and there is only one horse that randomly gets his hair braided as well. And then directly the opposite direction of us, um, kind of within like a triangle, if you really pointed it out, Um, she has another friend that has a a very large farm that has uh, hundreds of horses at it. And there's only one specific horse that this continuously happens to as well. And there's all different types of breeds of horses at this farm it's almost like a a place where people can um can like board their horses at and everything okay so there's a a wide range of horses that are at this particular farm and there's only one specific horse there that this happens to as well
2: i wonder if there's any similarities between all three of the horses like anything specific like if they're mustangs or if they're all the same color
1: if they're all rescues yeah
3: all the horses are the ones that are more crazy, we'd like to call them. They act very differently than a lot of the calmer horses, we've realized.
2: So I wonder if maybe... Very interesting. I wonder if maybe it, it has something to do with... Because the Mustang itself obviously is is more of a wild creature. I wonder if it still has... These horses in particular have more of like that that wild instinct to them still. Like they're still programmed to their roots so to speak right that's kind of that's that's interesting like and that's that for me that says a lot to me just the fact that it's like in your case in particular is that it, it is a wild mustang for some reason that ticks more for me because it's almost it had like bigfoot in nature is a is wild like it's not domesticated in any way shape or form so right. this this wild horse would be more on the lines of what it knows and is comfortable with
1: exactly what I was thinking. You know, yeah, that's
3: like, what I've kind of thought too. Like, you know, I've I've read everybody's theories on the post and everything, and like I said, I know it sounds completely crazy. I know you guys are used to it because you do a whole podcast on this. But you know, though, you can bring it down to is Bigfoot real? Who knows? It's you know, it's all theories and it's all folklore and all this stuff. But when you have a, a wild animal that's only used to being in the wild and is actually more afraid of people. And if something was to be doing this, whether it's Bigfoot or who knows what, you know, it's it's more used to what lives out in the wild and things that people probably don't see because you know, in Nevada when a horse is wild, there's hundreds and thousands of acres it could be running across. Yep,
1: absolutely. And it probably
3: comes in contact with a lot more things than we will ever see. Oh, I, so. I
2: completely agree. Like that's exactly how my mind assesses this particular situation with your horse
1: yeah whatever's doing it is something that the horse has to clearly be comfortable with something that it's exactly. it's encountered in nature before something that it's used to especially since it's it's not comfortable around people it has to it has to be something you yeah. know out out there that they've they've encountered before
2: which is another valid point you know it <laughs> because they not to bounce off your subject here but there's Other interactions with animals that don't end very well. And that involves aliens. But in this particular case, it it completely rules that out because nothing nefarious in nature to our knowledge is actually taking place to your horse. Right. So it's, it like, it it makes me more lean. It like cements my thought that whatever's going on, like we were just talking, it it has to deal with the wild aspect and what the, what the horse knows, like what what it's encountered and, and everything else. Is that just about everything as far as this whole, I I guess we'll call it a Bigfoot phenomenon that's been taking place on your property?
3: As far as that goes, yes. Yeah, but (laughs) you were you were saying there's there's a handful things that have happened on the property.
2: Well, let's hear about it.
3: Horses or anything else? Um, more like ghostly type of things.
2: Yep, uh, we're game. Interesting.
3: <laughs> we'll, we'll segue right into that one then. <laughs> Let's go uh, for it. So I actually looked up on the county's website the other day. I looked up the property address, um, and I found out that the house was built around 1906. Um, so it's a very old farmhouse. Um, there is a locally- uh, well-known cemetery directly across from one of our fields on the same side of the street. And on the other side of the street, there is what used to be a property that was very well known for being an extremely haunted place. Um, So we have actually heard and seen different things around the house. Um, We have heard like footsteps and knocking and things of that nature um, I know that sometimes when John and Caitlin are out in the barn, they have a very, uh, a very strong feeling that they're being watched. Um, we have, they've, uh, Caitlin has smelled like cigarette smoke out in the barn. None of us smoke. So that's not something that should be smelling out there. Um, on, let's see, I think it was Halloween night or Halloween weekend yes. um, my son and I came home from his hockey game and we were the only two here and John and Caitlin were at a Halloween party at somebody else's house and I had Cam get in the shower because it was late and I was standing in the kitchen the TV wasn't on there was no radios on there was nothing that would be making noise on at all and other than the sound of his shower uh, that would be the only thing making noise really I was standing in the kitchen and I heard what sounded like two older gentlemen having a conversation. And by older, I mean like in their late seventies, kind of an kind of a voice, like a deeper older man's voice. And I actually thought that maybe it was coming from outside and that John was on the phone and they had gotten home. And so I walked up to the kitchen window and looked out in the driveway and didn't see anything. And sometimes he parks over on the other side of the yard and backs his trailer up to, where the fire pit is because he cleans his truck out from doing construction work and burns like old pieces of wood and things and so i looked out the front kitchen window first and didn't see any cars and i just thought okay maybe i'm just hearing things and went about my business and a couple minutes later i heard the conversation again and i was like okay somebody's got to be here so i actually physically went outside and looked around and they were not home yet His truck was not on the other side of the yard. His truck was not in the driveway. And I came back inside and I never heard it again. And about a week or two later, I told him what I'd heard. And he told me that he actually has heard that multiple times in the house when he's here by himself.
0: (laughs) That's comforting.
3: It's like, like I was saying to you earlier before, I think before we started recording. um, We, nothing that we have ever heard or seen has ever been like demonic or been threatening to us it's just been voices and footsteps and things of that nature um i actually (laughs) i came home from work on uh it was last night and there was two like old smoke detectors sitting on a small shelf in the hallway and they were laying on the floor in the hallway and as i walked by them i just casually said you know oh hey why are those laying on the floor and john really didn't give me an answer and just kind of went about his business and Um, this morning we were here and we got up and we walked through the hallway and saw them again. And I didn't say anything. And he kind of looked up at me and he said, do you know why, why those are laying there? And I said, no, he said, well, I was in my office working and this was on Friday. He said, I was in my office working on Friday. And all of a sudden I heard this noise and I came out and they were both laying on the floor. And so they just like randomly fell off of the shelf. Weird. And so he, they're still laying there because he refuses to touch them now. <laughs> <That's> the <fact. laughs> I love his, I love so while, his take on it. Now he's now just like in the hallway. Yeah, I love
2: how he's just like you know he's what over it. Not, I'm not dealing with it. Anything that's going on, I'm just going to turn around and walk away. That's it.
3: Yeah. I, I tried to get him to be part of this podcast with me and he said, absolutely not. I will not that's I don't awesome. want to talk about it. I don't want to hear you guys talking about it. I don't want anything to do with it. <laughs> he over it.
2: He's just straight up. Ignorance is bliss. I <laughs> yes. I'm good. Like I'm good. I don't need to know.
3: He doesn't want to encourage it. He doesn't want to be part of it. He's just, it is what it is. And that's all I need to know. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, I mean, aside from, uh, the smoke detectors and Steve would probably be more knowledgeable on this than me it sounds more or less like if there is spirits there, that it's probably going to be more residual than anything right. else. Minus maybe the, the smoke detectors, which you would probably know more about yeah. that than me.
1: And, I mean, it might not even be residual. It could, it could, if it's moving things, it could be intelligent, but intelligence doesn't necessarily mean malevolence. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't, right. has there been that's, anything that's to where?
3: That, that's the first thing that since they had moved in here that I've known that's actually like, Something that's fallen or moved. Um, that's, there's been no other signs of that before.
1: Right. Right on. So I'm just going to go out there and ask this question. Has, (laughs) has anyone, do you know if, if any of the past, uh, residents of the house has passed away in the house?
3: Not that I'm aware of. Right on. Um, like I said, it's been the, so the house that we live in is actually, it's a rental property. Um, the people that lived here before us lived here for about two years and both the people that moved in moved out. So they are still alive. Um, and I want to say that the owner of the actual property has only owned it for about four or five years. So I don't know who the owners were before or if anything has happened. Um, I do know that at one point that the people that own this house were the owners of the cemetery on the other side of the field, because in the hallway, um, where the smoke detectors fell off the cabinet, or the uh, the little shelf, um, there used to be a telephone in that corner, which is what the shelf is there for, and there used to be a cemetery plot hanging on the wall.
1: Hmm.
3: Which I just found that out uh, <laughs> around Thanksgiving-ish, because the photographer that did our family photos here is from the area and she used to hang out here in high school. And she's the one that told us that story.
0: <laughs>
1: Interesting makes you wonder if the previous residents of the house brought anything else home from the
2: cemetery. Touche, right? touche. I didn't even
3: like, think we're, about we're, that. I mean, we're, we're pretty close to the cemetery, so yeah, of
2: yeah I mean, that's uh, I
1: can sure. relate to that. My there's a front or my front yard is a cemetery,
2: it literally, Yeah, it literally is like right across the street. Like I can stand on Steve's front porch and easily, without trying, throw a baseball into the cemetery. Yeah. Um, Feel that. <laughs> yeah. But Steve made a good point that I didn't think about was like that maybe somebody brought shit home from a cemetery because entities do tend to cling to people once in a while. Doesn't always happen, but it can happen. Um, I don't know. That's pretty weird. That's some weird stuff. Is there, has there been any... Other like ghostly stuff happen other than that.
3: Caitlin is shaking her head yes at me. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she went riding on her horse today out. She goes way back out in the pasture by the woods and everything, and she told me that she heard um some strange animal sounds like things that we don't hear normally. Like, you know, coyotes are a pretty normal sound out here, um, things of that nature, but she was hearing some different type of animal sounds that she really can't explain and also heard voices and the horse that she was riding, which is not the wild Mustang, um, which is her tame horse actually kind of stopped and acted like she was a little bit spooked as well. So they turned around and came back up towards the house, but it's, it takes a lot for her to get spooked because she's a very calm and tame horse.
1: Interesting.
2: Uh, Yeah. I feel that because Just it's no different than like a dog or a cat. Like they react to things in a different, and they can sense things in a different aspect than we are even capable of doing. I mean that that again, like for me, you might have a different opinion on this, Steve, but for me, that bring that could bring you full circle again back to uh, Bigfoot.
1: Yeah, I was thinking that too, kind of, but it makes you wonder why one of the horses is nervous whenever it it's around the sounds you know right but the other one's comfortable enough to interact with what's out there <laughs> yeah
3: oh, right man. yeah so the you know the horse that's been captive her whole life and right, right. you know From is used highway. to being around people and everything rides next to the highway and big trucks driving by and loud noises is perfectly calm but you know the wild mustang is the one whose hair gets braided by who knows what <laughs> right it's <so laughs> and... weird it's so weird <laughs> <laughs> you know, when you think about it, in the grand scheme of things, it really doesn't make any sense, and makes you wonder. But
2: so, as far as like the noises go of the weird animal, like I don't know if if Caitlin would know the, the difference or not. But like, did it did it sound like a big cat, for instance?
3: No, no, it did not. It just it didn't sound like a normal animal you would hear in the middle of the, the woods. Okay, in our
2: area. Yeah. Okay, because. It, there is that, like, low-key—I mean, everybody knows that it, it they're here, but, like, you get your bobcats, and then there's been the reported uh, mountain lion in the area. So, which they have more of, like, a high-pitched, as described as, like, a woman screaming sound. But, I don't know, like— it. And one, I know that your boyfriend wants no freaking part of any of this, but <laughs> Kyle's
1: just gonna reel him in. Here I got go. to. I, I want you to.
2: I want you to ask him a question, or at least have him pay attention to things. Now, okay. I, I know that you told me he is a deer hunter, right? Uh huh. Okay, and,
1: yes, and yeah, is, is, is don't 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 ruin this for him, Kyle. I'm not gonna,
2: I'm not ruining nothing. It just it
1: just
3: <laughs> whatever you, whatever I have to ask him. I hope it doesn't ever ruin him going deer hunting. That's to what I'm saying.
0: No, 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 <laughs> don't no, don't no. ruin it for him, Kyle. No, what I'm
2: what I'm saying is that he's outside a lot, and and Kaylin may be able to answer this question too. And if you spook him, he's
1: not going to be
2: right. I know. <laughs> I don't. I don't want to rob him that, but
3: he'll be home a lot more in the fall
2: right that yeah. <laughs> but in a roundabout way start paying attention to weird knocking noises from the woods
1: he's not gonna okay. want to hear and maybe maybe don't
2: mention that to him maybe just you guys pay attention to it because that's another big telltale of Bigfoot you'll hear what they call them wood knocks just a, a yeah. weird knocking noise from the woods so.
3: Yeah, they so they actually used to live in Vegas. Um, John lived there for 10 years while he was in the military. And they used to hear knocking noises out in the woods when they would go. They did a lot of hiking and things of that nature and like camping out, you know, up in the mountains and stuff. And that was a common thing that they heard out there. Um, I don't know that they've heard anything like that here. Right. You know, we had the obnoxious woodpecker that lives in a tree outside the window, but other than that,
2: <laughs> yeah, not not the wood knocking I'm I referring to.
3: <laughs>
2: oh, that's awesome! I and I just has there been anything other significant that's been going on?
3: I think that's it. I had like a little list on my phone of all the different things that I've been keeping track of to you know talk about with you guys, and I've gone over everything I can possibly think of.
2: Right.
1: It kind of makes me wonder if it's geographically specific. Um, are you are you close to your neighbors who also have been having the horse braid phenomenon going on?
3: Uh, I mean, yes. Like I said, we live on 200 acres, so neighbor it's, is a very yeah. good term. But
1: <laughs> I was just curious if they were experiencing anything else weird outside of the uh, braid event. If maybe Not you could bring it. Aware up. Of. Yeah, right on, right on. I mean, like you said,
3: we can ask them and see if they know of anything else they can think of. But I just, I know specifically since that's kind of what started all this, um, they've told us that they've experienced the same things.
2: Right. And like you said, your property that you're living on is pretty old. So a lot, a lot can happen in that amount of time. Right. I don't know. Like I just, you're basically famous now. You can you're officially call yourself famous. I don't
3: famous. know I feel that, so. <laughs> it's, 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 it's too late. it's too late. M-
1: miles beyond any other post we've ever posted. Yeah. So, but
3: it's yeah. crazy. It, it is
1: wild. I think it was almost a seven hundred thousand engagement when we started recording because I checked it. That's pretty nuts.
2: Yeah,
3: yeah. That's I mean, I didn't even know that figure until you said that at the beginning of this. So that's kind of that's crazy.
2: Yeah, like Steve, like Steve hit the nail on the head. He he was texting me the other day, and he's like, "Dude, this is like borderline viral." Yeah,
3: because <laughs> it says <laughs> well, yeah. was texting me, and I'm like, "Oh, I don't know what you're talking about. You're just being crazy." <laughs>
1: yeah, because <laughs> if we have a little engagement, every post I post uh, as moderator, I can see like how many people it's it's retch, and it was it was damn near seven hundred thousand this afternoon this evening.
3: Yeah. And I think what's kind of cool about all of that too is, you know, it's not just people from this area that are commenting on things. There's people that are native Americans that are talking about their experiences with this. And yep. there's people That's that awesome. you know, are from like Mexico and that area that are talking about this kind of stuff. And like, this it's all different types of cultures that are talking about yeah. what they, what they call this and what they're, theories of this are you know we've seen everything from bigfoot to it could be fairies or you know more um like a demon type of thing or you know there's just so many different kinds of theories about it so it just kind of it's really cool to read about all these different things and see what's going on and somebody actually uh posted on one of your posts about or one of our posts i guess um one of the books that somebody said about the the myth of horse hair braiding or something that a guy wrote and I actually bought it on Amazon and
1: that's awesome. Kind of that's awesome.
3: That and reading over that just to kind of see what, what it talks about in there. And
1: yeah, if you find any uh, good information, definitely shoot it our way and we'll add it to the post.
0: Okay.
2: Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's just a wild story. And then not to mention the fact, like you were just saying, like the, there's, people from all over the place have been responding to this people from all different backgrounds, all walks of life, no matter which way you look at it, something weird's going on. Yeah. Plain and simple. Like it it may not be Bigfoot. It may not be the Fae, but whatever, whatever's going on, something is obviously going on. If you, if we've had literally had this many people share it, talk about it, tell their side of the story and their opinions on it and what they've experienced, something is without without question going on.
1: Yeah, it is it is at least a nationwide phenomenon, if not a worldwide phenomenon.
3: Right. And I, you know, like I said earlier, I is it something that's physically doing it? I don't know. But I just I just cannot get it out of my mind that there is no way that my mind can wrap itself around it that a horse could just roll on the ground and get a braid in the hair. Like there's,
0: <laughs> no.
3: that is the one thing that I just, I, I don't care how long you've owned horses. I don't care how much you know about horses. I just, I can't, I can't get myself to believe that one.
1: I agree. And, and like you said, there's, if it's there's human, multiple, if
3: it's a animal, if it's the other horse, like doing something with its mouth and its teeth, who knows, but I just find it hard <laughs> to believe that rolling around on the ground gets you. Cause you know, I suck at doing my hair. And I've never woke up in the morning after rolling around in bed and my hair is perfectly painted,
2: so. Same.
1: <laughs>
3: when you said
2: that about the horse doing it with its mouth, all I pictured was those people that can take the the cherry stems and tie them in <laughs> okay, a knot.
3: That's <laughs> true. Yeah, that's true. I yes. can't do that either. Yeah, right.
2: I can't either. And it that'd like be if one I talented horse.
3: With a straightener and it looks good. I call that a good day. So. Right? No, I feel you. <laughs>
2: oh, that's freaking awesome. Yeah, I mean, but it's,
3: like, it's not even just the just the braid. It's even like the knotting at the bottom of it to keep it from coming out.
2: Yeah, I mean, like I said, that that shows intent right there, in yeah. my opinion.
3: Yeah,
1: intelligence. Yeah, is, is like, it's and, and then the
3: other <sighs> part of me wonders, like, I mean, is, it, Let's say it is Bigfoot. Is he? Does he have like one of those like pouches around his waist that has like a comb and like some sprays in it? I hope. I do.
2: I hope he basically looks like Adam Sandler in the Zohan movie or whatever. Oh, man.
1: If if you get that
2: on a trail cam, you've made it. You're set.
1: We're just... I will
3: absolutely send you guys that picture. For... Like,
2: holy moly. And I was, was going to say, I hope, I hope you get a picture of something just crazy. Like a Bigfoot standing there or a little bitty fairy looking thing. Anything. As long as it's not scary as all get out. I hope. Right. I really hope you guys catch something because that would be, holy moly! Would that be insane? I mean, and then regardless, at the end of the day, if you did legitimately get a photo, you will be world world famous. Yeah. there's no getting around that.
1: Yeah, the first hairstylist Sasquatch photo. I think. Right. I think you're pretty much you're pretty much in it, and
2: that's awesome. <laughs> That if is he's awesome.
3: And once we talk to him, I get him a job. I have some friends to have.
2: There you, there you go. There you go. He's obviously good at braiding, so there is a future for him.
3: I'm just picturing like Harry and the Henderson, but like braiding hair. Yes.
2: That would be fantastic.
1: I love it. I love
2: it. That's awesome. Well, I mean, I guess we'll... Yeah, I'll
3: keep you guys up to date. And, you know, if we catch anything on the cameras or... You know, whatever we'll we'll keep you updated for
2: sure. Likewise, and we'll we'll do the same if we hear about anything on our end.
1: Yeah. So thanks so much for taking the time to uh, come on and hang out with us and share your story. I know it's definitely got a lot of interest stirring on the Facebook. Sure. So we figured this is the best way to go about it. Yeah.
3: And if anybody else comes up with any questions or any explanations, I would love to know what they are. So definitely comment more on. The post or we can start a new one, you know, whatever.
2: Perfect. <laughs> it's yeah, perfect.
3: I'll send in I'll you guys the picture of the um the grain bin that was all mixed up and I'll try to get the picture of the other two horses that this happens to and send those to you guys and Oh
2: that'd be awesome.
3: We'll work on untangling this knot that's been in Abby's hair for a month <laughs> and see when it happens again.
2: Yeah good luck. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Well, I guess we'll go ahead and end it there. I mean, like, like Steve
3: said, thank you so much for coming on.